Lord God, we ask that you would help us to watch and pray because we do not know the hour when Christ will come. Help us, Lord, to be ready. We pray this in his precious name. Amen. As I've told you before, I used to work in a corner shop, uh, which was owned by a man called Jackie. And on a Tuesday evening and a Saturday evening from half six through to half ten, there was just me and another teenager working in the shop, which was, when you think of it now, a little bit scary. Uh, in case someone came to rob us. But thankfully that never happened because Dremor was such a wonderful place that those things didn't happen. Um, Besides serving customers, there were the shelves to keep stocked, there was some cleaning to be done and uh, all the rest of it. But occasionally there wasn't much to do. There weren't many customers around. The shelves were already packed. The shop was pristine, didn't need any more cleaning. So you'd have a little bit of time to stand and chat. But you always had to be on the lookout. Not for customers, they were easy enough. You heard the door ding and they came in. But you had to be on the lookout for Jackie himself. You see, at any moment, he might pop in. He might come through the front door, or he might nip in the back door and appear behind the counter going, Oh, what are you doing? You see, he wasn't paying us to stand around and chat, as he told us on more than one occasion. When he was away, he expected us to work As if he was there. Some of my colleagues actually sometimes found it so tiring. Working hard whenever he was there for five minutes. That whenever he would go out. They would kind (laughs) of. Lean against the counter. Only for Jackie to have forgotten something. And walk back in and find him. When the cat's away. Do the mice play? We find ourselves in a similar situation in this morning's reading. What will it look like to be a good servant, a faithful worker in God's kingdom? Last week, you might remember that we looked at at the greed of the man wanting a share of his brother's inheritance. He wanted Jesus to help him and divide the spoil. But Jesus told him the story of uh, the foolish farmer who was rich, but wasn't rich towards God. Jesus warned us to uh, store up treasure in heaven, not riches on earth. And we do that by seeking God's kingdom as our first priority. This morning then, uh, we see what seeking God's kingdom 
looks like. Jesus is pointing forward to the time after the cross and the resurrection. He's pointing to the period after the ascension when Jesus is no longer on the earth. His servants are here. They're keeping the business going. He's talking about our period of time now. This is a word for us. Because we're between the ascension and his return. And seeking God's kingdom means watching and working while we wait for his return. Because Jesus will return. We just don't know when. So first then, the watching. Imagine for a moment a big house, something like Downton Abbey. Does anyone watch Downton Abbey? I know it's not on at the minute. Myrtle will admit to it. Great. So imagine something like Downton Abbey. The the master, the, the, the lord of the manor has gone away for the evening to a party. A wedding feast. There's no indication of how long the party will go on. Or how late the master will get home. But when he does get home. No matter what time it is. He expects his servants to be ready to greet him. To open the door when he knocks. To usher him in out of the cold. They're paid to be alert, watching, waiting, and ready. They're not being paid to snooze or sleep or lie over the counter. And there is, Jesus says, a blessing for those watching servants. Look at at verse 37 with me. The master caters for the servants. You see, you'd expect that the servants would have to do their job. They'd have to make the master a bite of supper or a cup of tea and get him ready to bed and make sure that he is all sorted. But actually, verse 37 says, Blessed are those slaves when the master, sorry, whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat. And he will come and serve them. The master serves the servants. It's, it's unheard of. But we're not in Downton anymore. We're in the kingdom of God. You see when Jesus returns. He himself will provide for and care for his servants. Will be welcomed to his wedding feast. Given a place at the table. Given the best of food to eat. All those who are watching and waiting for him. As Paul writes in 2 Timothy 4, all who have longed for his appearing. The only thing is that we don't know 
when it will be. If you've ever had your house broken into, it's a horrible experience. For someone to be in your space, looking at and maybe even taking away your belongings, it's terrible. If you'd known when they were coming, you could have been ready for them. Holding a poker or something stronger maybe. But that's the point. You see, the thief doesn't ring up and make an appointment. He doesn't post a card to say, I'll be in your area on Tuesday night if it would be convenient for me to call. In the same way, Jesus says he is coming at an unexpected hour. So be ready. Watch for his coming whenever it may be. So I wonder, are you ready? Are you watching for him eagerly? Are you ready to welcome him? uh, And surprisingly, to be served by him? A couple of years ago, whenever the Queen came to Enniskillen for her jubilee service, the rectory in Enniskillen was made ready. And it also had to be searched carefully by the security services. You see, the Dean had to be ready for her coming for morning coffee. Imagine serving the Queen in your front living room. Well, the King of Kings has told us that he is coming. Are we ready to receive him? Jesus tells us to be watching. But as Jesus goes on and doesn't really seem to answer Peter's question in verse 41. He says that it's not enough to watch. We also have to work while we wait for his return. You see, the master has left us work to be getting on with. In school, uh, whenever the teacher left the classroom, uh, the work was forgotten about. And a riot ensued for a few minutes until the teacher reappeared at the door giving off about the noise and wondering, was there any work getting done at all? Well, what about us? Will we be found at the master's work whenever he returns? Again, at verse 43, there's a blessing. Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. The unfaithful servant is in danger. He doesn't care what the master said. He beats the other servants and eats and drinks and gets drunk and lords it over them. But whether he expects him or not, the master will return. The master will deal with him. He'll be punished. Condemned, put with the unfaithful. So what is the work the master has left us? At the end of Luke's gospel, 
Jesus sends the disciples out as his witnesses to all the nations. We have been given the job of sharing the good news, of telling people about Jesus, the saviour of the world. Are we getting on with this task? Or are we just looking after ourselves and our own preferences? Have we, like this unfaithful servant, forgotten about the return of the Lord Jesus? Given up on him? Happy to do what pleases us with no thought of his return? You see, Jesus says there are consequences to our obedience or our disobedience. In verses 47 and 48, they're all servants of the master. These aren't strangers in view. These are servants. Jesus says that slave who knew what his master wanted but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted will receive a severe beating. But one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. You see, to know what Jesus wants and to disobey him is a serious offence. Because of that, this parable is probably for church leaders in whatever role. As we take charge and feed the other servants. So pray. Pray for those who lead in this congregation. Those who lead in the organisations. Those who lead in our diocese. Pray for faithfulness to keep to the work the master has allocated pray for focus to keep on track because it's so easy to get distracted the big message of this morning's reading is that Jesus is coming he will return He wants to find us watching and working as we wait for that return. He has given us work to do because he, first of all, completed the work that he had to do. From verse 49 on, he came 2,000 years ago to bring fire to the earth. He had a baptism to be baptised with. A work that he had to do. A submersion that only he could do. To go down under the waters of death. To rise to new life. And while his death on the cross brings us peace. Through the forgiveness of sins. And we rejoice in that. And we take refuge in that. Jesus says... That he also brings division. Verse 51. You see not everyone welcomes Jesus. Not everyone serves 
Jesus. There are many ways of dividing people, male and female. Those who work, those who don't, those who like football and those who don't like football. But the only division that really matters, the division that Jesus came to bring, are between those who belong to him and those who reject him. And Jesus says that that division can even be found in families. Households divided by Jesus. Some become his servants and work and watch for him. But others will reject him, refusing to serve him. I wonder where we find ourselves today on that dividing line. I wonder, are we tempted to ignore him, reject him, go our own way? But remember where Jesus says the blessing lies. The blessing is for those who serve the servant king. The Lord who died to bring peace. The one who serves his servants in his paradise. Jesus is coming. Are we ready for him? Are we watching for him? Are we working for him? Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he is the bringer of peace to those on whom your favour rests. Help us to know him. And love him. And serve him. Help us to hear his call. And to obey. We ask this for the glory of Jesus. Amen.